welcome to the Cinevals. I'm Camille. And I'm Allie. And you are listening. listening. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> we rehearsed that for 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of breathing together, a lot mm-hmm. of mirroring exercises. Mm-hmm. Four to six hours every day of constant, yeah. uninterrupted um, eye contact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Greg had to put eye drops in our both of our eyes because mm-hmm. we didn't want to blink because yeah. it would interrupt the energy and flow that we have. Mm-hmm. But we still have macular degeneration. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, welcome. Welcome. Ha, ha, ha. That was some jokes. And yeah. we're, we watched a comedy this week. <laughs> yeah. We're we're practicing our joke making. Mm-hmm. 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 Mama's little baby loves joking. 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 Great. <laughs> Uh, we watched MacGruber this week. MacGruber! 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 Every time there's an explosion in this movie, there's also a panther sound. It's great. That's an eagle. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah, That's a like panther? A... Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. It's like the Wilhelm scream of the feline, <laughs> wild feline community. Yeah. Pretty... Yeah. Um... Yeah, MacGruber came out 2010. Yes. So it's its 10-year anniversary. Happy 10th-aversary. Happy 10th-aversary, MacGroobs. Allie, do you think there will be, like, a special... Edition coming out? Yeah. (laughs) That just has, like, dental floss in it? (laughs) (laughs) If you were true MacGruber fans, you'd be able to figure out how to use this dental floss to watch MacGruber. That's right. If you were a Matruber, yeah, you'll figure out, etc. But what um, if you're a Matruther? Oh, <laughs> do you think there's like a weird Venn diagram of people who are like big Magruber fans, but also flat earthers? Yeah, cool. Welcome, yep. flat earthers. Flat Macurthers. Mer- flat Murthers. Yeah. Mm. Great. Great. <laughs> so Val Kilmer plays the villain, Dieter von Kunth. <laughs> <laughs> the drinking game for this movie is every time they say cunt it's very funny <laughs> and it just gets funnier <laughs> yeah it, it really does it's a joke that really builds yeah <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> um camille and i have a have a fun history with this film we oh, right. uh we went to see it in the movie mill mm-hmm. uh well Okay, so we went to we went to see the Nightmare Before Elm Street. Yes, the uh, reboot, the reboot with at Jackie the Earl Nightmare Haley. Before Elm Street. The, what? The, maybe. Wait. The, the Nightmare Before Elm Street. Did I say that? Yeah. Before <laughs> I the Nightmare you, on like... Elm Street. But the Nightmare Before Elm Street sounds like a great prequel title totally yeah yeah also possibly a fun musical uh in stop motion (laughs) uh uh, nightmare on elm street Mm -hmm. uh it it was the reboot we went to see that Mm -hmm. we weren't like really feeling it so we're like camille maybe we can just leave and just like go into a different movie oh no but Allie we already paid for this this movie but we're behind the barrier it's uh, not like they're checking tickets on the way into the theater we've already checked our tickets oh boy shakes popcorn bag shakes popcorn bag oh okay if you come think on it's Camille okay. you want to be cool don't you yeah my glasses <laughs> um so we snuck into MacGruber mm-hmm. um and we came into it like I don't know, 40 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. We had no, com- they, there was no easing into the comedy stylings. It's true. It was just cannonball. We cannonballed yeah. in. Um, yeah. It's interesting because I didn't remember where our entry point is, but you immediately uh, noticed it when we watched the movie. It was um, it's Val when- Kilmer doing a painting of a naked old lady. Yeah. And like, Hallie, would we have known at that time? Oh, man. Hey, you're going to do a podcast about <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I bet I, I yeah. don't I don't even think I recognized him as Val Kilmer in that movie. Probably not. Yeah. Because we only stayed for like maybe five minutes. Yeah, it was pretty short. It yeah. was not. I vaguely remember. Because then is the scene after that the one where spoilers for 2010's MacGruber coming yeah. up here when um MacGruber is in the office 
He's had his first setback. He's in the office with Ryan Phillippe, and he's like, I'll suck your dick. I'll suck your dick. I'll fucking suck your dick. And Ryan Phillippe's like, <laughs> what? I No, I wouldn't like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I, that's not on the table. He's like, I'll let you fuck me. Um, is that the scene? Because I, I think feel so, like... maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then after right. that, we'd agreed. And we're like, maybe. Do you want to sneak back into yeah. Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street? Yeah. Then we finished Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Fun story. I don't remember anything about Nightmare on Elm Street. Me I didn't either. even remember the title of it. You know. <laughs> Burn. I <laughs> uh, take that. Wes Craven, maybe. Not that one. Not that. But no, originally, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, directed by Wes Craven's son. Best Craven. Best Craven. Craven. Zach Craven. Mm. Um, I do remember. I think there's there was one. So side note, there is one part of Nightmare on, on Elm, Elm Street, <laughs> the the remake that I did like. That it's like the final. It's like the climax of the movie. So Jackie Earl Haley is Freddy Krueger and Rooney Mara is Nancy. Oh. Yeah. And like they're yeah, like a weirdly stacked cast. Um, <laughs> the performances are actually really good in the shitty garbage. Should forgettable we revisit movie. Nightmare on Elm Street? Maybe. Do you want to watch just revamps of horror movies? And Ooh, see that sounds up? fun. That's fun. That's our Have they rebooted one. Scream yet? No, but there was a Scream 4. Okay. That was immensely forgettable. Okay. I forgot it. So yeah, watched it again. Great. Um, okay, so the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, the the reboot is it's it's the final climax. Nancy's in the final dream. She's gonna fight Freddy Krueger, and there's this like it's not in. I I don't think this particular um, like imagery is in the original. It might be in a sequel though. Um, where she's running through her house and she gets up the stairs and he's chasing her, and all of a sudden the floor is like tar consistency mm. and she can't you know that feeling in a dream where you're like oh my god i'm moving in slow motion like i can't get through this thing but everything else is regular yeah. not slow motion so yeah i found that was really like oh Ooh, yeah that cool. is scary Ooh. Ooh. and then the rest is whatever camille what's the worst nightmare you've ever had uh Oh, no, you it's don't... very sad, oh, though. Okay. okay, it was... Actually, you were there for it. We went to... It was my. F- it was our first night in New Zealand. Oh, I remember this. Yes. Oh, no. That's the worst. Oh. I'm going to continue telling the story. <laughs> I mean, now it has come true, ultimately. Oh, no. It breaks into tears. Um, trauma. Um, but we, it was our first night in New Zealand, and yeah. we... Allie and I went to New Zealand about 10 years ago, and um, our first night in Auckland, we were super jet-lagged because it's a very different time <laughs> yeah. zone. And um, we went to bed like 4 p.m. local time or something and kept sleeping and I woke up in our hotel room I gasped I woke up like they wake up in the movies I gasped and I sat up which I didn't think people literally actually did um because I had like this extremely vivid dream of my grandmother passing away which um has happened now um but it was so and it like happened like like viscerally it happened like in the dream while I was on vacation, like while I was on vacation kind of thing. Like it was so real. Um, and I woke up and like tears, like jettisoned out of my eyes. Like they flew out. I didn't even feel them on my cheeks. Um, and then of course that woke Allie up in the next bed because that's a a horrifying experience for her. I would assume too. And then you explained to me that like, um, or that you mentioned the, the, the fact of the theory that like dreams are more tangible and more vivid if you're sleeping in a place that's not your bed. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I found that's true. Yeah. And so, um, like whenever I was at, uh, the Banff, art center i always had like the craziest most vivid dreams um oh maybe because i was desperately trying to block out uh something (laughs) can you please tell that story (laughs) but it's like very much ties into our mcgruber cast all right because it's blue (laughs) it is lewd um okay so fucking worst (laughs) So uh, I went and did uh, the uh, a, a workshop at the BAM Center for the Arts. Very fancy institution. If you're not from Alberta, it's like a world class, totally multidisciplinary arts center. Yeah, and like if you stay, you can stay at the center, and like your meals are taken mm-hmm. care of, and like you're in the middle of the woods and the mountains, and everything's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like hotel accommodations. Mm-hmm. So as part of the workshop, you can opt to have like private rooms, or you can share rooms. And so if you're going with someone. Uh, that's great because you don't have to share it with strangers. But mm-hmm. I was poor and in my early twenties, so I was like, I'm just gonna, sh- I'm just gonna roll the dice. What's the worst that could happen? Mm. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And so I, oh God. Yep, finish. Yeah. <laughs> the um, So I got there and uh, my roommate hadn't showed up and I, um, I went to bed because there was a workshop the next day and at like midnight, this woman comes in and she's like uh, also early 20s, like very bland looking. Um, <laughs> and and so I was like, hey, I'm Allie. Nice to meet you. I'm going to bed. And she's like, yeah, cool. Hey, I'm name redacted. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you. Sorry for waking you up. <laughs> and um and I and then I went to bed and then I woke up like maybe three hours later to the sound of this woman furiously masturbating. It was so loud. It was like she was like elbow deep in herself. And it was like it was like the it was like the it was like the stirring mayonnaise sound. And it was also like vocal sounds of pleasure coming from her and i was first i was like this has to be some sort of very specific nightmare (laughs) (laughs) and i and i woke up and i was like what is happening what is happening this is not happening this is not happening and i like tried to she was like i i was like she must she must not know she must just be doing this in her sleep or I don't know. And so I was like Mm -hmm. making noise to try and get her to like wake up. But every time I would like do it, she would like stop for a bit. Oh, and then she would go back to it. And I'm like, and I, and it's one of those situations where like looking back now, I don't, well, one, I like to think that I've grown as a person and now Mm -hmm. I would have the confidence to be like, Hey, could you not? Yeah. But I was so passive and I was like, so like, I didn't, I don't want to shake the boat. I don't want to make her uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So it's much easier for me to just shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. And so I'd never said, said anything. And it happened every night (gasps) that we were there for two weeks and it would happen for hours. It wasn't, wasn't, it would happen for hours. It was, it wasn't like one and done. It was like, Full, very long sessions. So I don't know if she, it's just something that she does in her sleep or if she's just like, or if that maybe that's her weird thing. But like, it was so, I, and so I just, I just slept with headphones in. I just put on music oh, man. as loud as possible and I just slept with headphones in wow. and I never sent anything to her. And that, and she, it happened every night, including the night that Greg came to visit. <gasps> Greg, would you like Wait. to chime in on this? Oh my god! And had you, as we segue, yeah, had hi, you told, had you told Greg um, the story as he came in to stay with you? Well, I was like, "Hey, Greg, you, we we've got a day off. You should come out. It'll be great." And I was like, "Hey, name redacted. Do you mind if I if my boyfriend stays uh uh just for the night?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure. Just no funny business." What? Wait. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. She's so that was. Wait, the, what did you do? Wait. What was your? What did you do when she said that? I was just like, I would. I would no, never. Um and um and yeah, and so Greg got in and we had the it was like a it was like a big party night and then like as we were falling asleep I was like, by the way, uh so and so masturbates in her sleep. Bye, good night. <laughs> Greg, thoughts. Um I didn't know what to do. I'm a very shy and introverted person in the first place. Just met this woman, didn't know anything about her, and I'm. And then it it happened. It uh, wow. right on cue, like Man. right on cue, and it just didn't stop. It just didn't stop. That's the only time I've ever heard anything like that. So do you think she knows or do you think she's, it's like a She knows. (laughs) She knows. And I think that she should have gotten into a lot of trouble for that. It is fucking ridiculous. 
do you think that's part of it? Like, do you think that's part of like the arousal is like, I don't know. Someone else is here. They didn't consent to It you definitely this. is. Hmm. <laughs> it definitely is. Hmm. I mean, I, I still think that there's possibility that she was doing it in her sleep. Otherwise she would never sleep. Mm. Mm. Point taken. You know what I mean? Like she would just be tired all the time because right. it was like, because it happened for such a long amount of time. It was, it, it was a long time. But you know, predators don't usually need much <laughs> sleep. But truly, like, if 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 this person was a man, I would... Yeah, what a horrifying sex what crime a, that would be. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. Um, and I probably still wouldn't have said anything because I, I would have been like... Well, certainly. I would have been I, like, I don't want to make this person uncomfortable, which is so fucked up. Yeah, very uh, true. Well, I can totally see the first night being like, no, surely not. Sh- no. no, it couldn't be like, it's. I've gone insane. What? No. Or there's going to be some rat. No, not a rational person. I've got, she's probably made, like, she'll say tomorrow, like, sorry if I kept you up. I was making artisanal mayonnaise. Yeah. Oh, in the dark. I know what it kind of sounds like. It's, I should have said, and you're like, you know what? That's fucking weird. Why would you pick a shared room? I know. Go to the bathroom. I know. Or use this to get a solo room. Well, I got to go out to my uh, chat now. It's been great talking MacGruber with you guys. Yeah, thank you for coming. All in right, so In MacGruber. so many ways, I am very thankful that Greg mm. was there to witness it. Mm. Otherwise, I don't think anyone would believe me. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, Ellie. It's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, holy fuck. Can I just say what I thought about McGruber before yeah. we go? Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it. It feels like Airplane, and I love the jokes per minute. Not all of them land, but most of them do. Mm-hmm. Great. Also, Val Kilmer is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's very funny. Mm-hmm. I was really worried they weren't going to give him enough to do, but they did. They did. Yeah, he had, especially, um, especially, bye. It, bye. bye. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Um, especially in comparison to, we'll talk about all, all our other masturbation stories after, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, but, like, uh, <laughs> in comparison to, like, a lot of kind of recent Val Kilmer movies, or at least ones in which he's, like, quote, a featured role or a mm-hmm. smaller role, especially something like this, you would expect to see him in, like, two scenes tops. And, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, for a lot of that to kind of get Especially we out. just watched Pollock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he actually, he had like quite a lot, pardon me, he had quite a lot to do. And it was very funny. Very, uh, he did a really great, it's such a fucking goofy ass movie. Um, and he does such a great like combination of like kind of straight man. Like, no, I am playing the villain. But like his timing is fucking spot yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Allie, general thoughts about MacGruber. I liked it. Mm. I um I think uh we had we had, had this conversation immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think this has, you know, I mean there are some jokes that just don't land and there are some mm-hmm. jokes that are outdated. Yeah. Um, but I think my appreciation for comedy has mm-hmm. grown just because I understand more things. Mm-hmm. Um and I had told Camille earlier that I, when I had watched Army of Darkness for the first time, I was like in junior high and I didn't know what I was watching and I just thought it was weird. And now revisiting, I'm like, no, this is like comic genius. Yeah, absolutely. And there's something interesting about um, like specifically comedic movies a person outgrows and yeah. mo- and comedic movies a person grows into. And totally. like, weirdly, this was a movie I grew into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Allie, what's a comedic movie you think you've outgrown? Hmm. For instance, I loved, I, this is obscure. I haven't seen this movie since, but I'm sure it's garbage. There was a movie that came out in the 90s called Carpool. Okay. I think Chevy Chase is in it. If okay. not, it's a Chevy Chase adjacent, like, mm-hmm. mm, poor man's Chevy Chase. Yeah. Hilarious. He's his own poor man's Chevy oh, Chase now. No. Um, anyway, but, like, I remember that coming out in the theaters, um, being, like, a kid kid, like, maybe 10 or yeah. 11 years old, and just losing, losing it. Just just <laughs> laughing until, like, my body hurt. I was crying. I couldn't imagine anything. I literally had the thought that nothing could ever be funnier than this. And then even a couple years later, mm-hmm. whatever, walking past the DVD in movie gallery or yeah. Rogers or whatever and looking back and being like, 
I used to think that movie was so funny. I'm mature mm. now. I'm 13. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen Carpool. There are some stand-up, like, I think stand-up comedy doesn't usually age very well. Because, mm. um, like, when he was really popular, I remember thinking that Dane Cook was really funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of us made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Oh, Stephen Lynch uh, is like a musical comedian. Okay. Um, that I used to think was really really funny. Um, and now I I'm like I I think I've definitely outgrown his mm. uh material. But it's also it's also hard because I think stand up comedy is so. Has to be like it, most of it has to be so timely, unless you're like, oh, my wife, yeah, oh, my kids, <laughs> yeah. oh, my wife and my kids, oh, my wife and my kids, oh, oh, my vagina, <laughs> um, and we're talking about my period. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey I'm menstruating like here. Like, hey, I'm menstru- I like that we're like dice doing a lot of period comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a set I'd like to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, great. <laughs> um, and as far as like movies, I think, um, hmm, I'm a little nervous to revisit some Mel Brooks comedies. Mm. Um, cause I haven't seen them in a really long time and I remember really liking them, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how well they would have aged. Right. And there is a certain amount of time that I feel like with specifically either comedies or like tr- what you might call like childhood movies mm-hmm. where a person has kind of like a limited span of time to watch them in or else you're never going to love The Last Unicorn. Oh, you know I don't what know. I mean? I mean, we like I like about, to think... We should talk to Greg about Last Unicorn. They should, oh, that's I right. He, he did see it. it as an adult. Okay. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of like... A, and like comedy is one of those things. Like mm-hmm. I never... Let's say like Blazing Saddles. I yeah. never saw Blazing Saddles. And so yeah. when I saw clips of it or whatever... A number of years ago, I was like, this is horrible. I'm so upset. I hate this on so many levels. Yeah. Why do people like this? Kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Or or whatever. Even if it's just like, even if it's like inoffensive, but just kind of dumb. Yeah. There's also like, oh, I've outgrown this. Yeah. Hmm. I bet I still think Dumb and Dumber is funny. Yeah. But I, you know what? I, I bet really, I think it's more funny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I really like Jim Carrey. Yeah, Greg he's great. Went, yeah, Greg and I went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog, and he's very fun in it. Oh, great! He's having a lot. He's having a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. Um, we should rewatch uh dumb, dumb comedies. Yeah, I think yeah. Like based on, it's interesting because like based on us watching MacGruber, mm-hmm. I thought I thought if anything, it would be more womp womp than before, and I'm like, totally we walked out of it before. Like, yeah, I was, but like, I don't know. It's I, so fun. Totally. It was a <laughs> so lot of stupid. fun. I also yeah. think that it, had we had seen it from the beginning mm. and had we like sort of known what we were getting into, you need like, yeah, because I think you need to with with like really stylistic comedies or mm-hmm. with anything that's really stylistic, you sort of need to like wade into it a bit. Yeah, because you know? when they are well-directed and well-written, they give you, you know, you get you get hints and you get the easing in during the introduction of the movie. You're getting all of that, like, hey, this is what the movie's gonna be like. Getting you ready for yeah. it. Here we go. Here, we're, like, setting up the, whatever, comedy roles of yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so MacGruber, 2010, stars Will Forte as yep. the titular MacGruber. MacGruber. No first name. Nope. Just y- He doesn't need MacGruber. it. MacGruber. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Wiig. Yep. As uh, uh, Vicky St. Elmo. Vicky St. Elmo. Mm-hmm. Excellent name. Ryan Philippi. As Ryan Philippi. OP soldier at large. Yep. Powers Booth. Yep. Is the colonel. Yep. Um, oh, we got Maya Rudolph as a oh, ghost. Yeah, again, yeah. In a hilarious... Yeah. Tiny role. So great. I think that might be my favorite role. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, And then various other... Oh, there's a whole... Okay, if you're a person who's really into wrestling, um, there's like 10 wrestlers in this movie in very small cameos. (laughs) It's all... There's like a getting the team together montage um, that ends like that part in Zoolander with the gas fight. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Um, But all of the the getting all the rest... Those are all like wrestlers, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Big big names. Um, And then, of course, Val Kilmer. Yeah. 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 It's a fun cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Directed by... Yorma Tacone. I'm gonna pronounce your name wrong. Yorma Tacone Tacone from the Lonely Island. Great. Yes. 
the, Sorry, one Yorma? of the, yes, one of one of the two guys who is not Andy Samberg. <laughs> he directed it and co-wrote it. Good for oh him. yeah, yeah. Um, and Will Forte also has a writing credit on this yes. too, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's from an SNL sketch. Yes. Um, I and don't also... think I've seen the original scratch. Scratch. Oh, scratch. 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 There was a year where Super Bowl ads were. It, it was probably the year this movie came out, but like mm-hmm. there was a year where the Super Bowl ads were all not all, but there were a ton of every single commercial break. There was a different MacGruber base like whatever it was like a pepsi ad but it was mcgruber and they're like mcgruber you got to diffuse the bomb and he's like i'm doing it with the fresh hot taste of pepsi co and then it explodes <laughs> like i think he died in every single one was the bit so that's very fun very funny yeah i like that mm-hmm. yeah and then ali and i also watched the intro and a clip to macgyver yeah that was fun yeah um i i feel like i would have been into uh macgyver had i seen it early enough mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah it's just the sort of like hour-long like yeah. garbage yeah that i love yeah. and love totally yeah you compared it to like relic hunter yeah and like um, kind of vaguely xena-esque yeah i w- and both of us were surprised to find out that it was like very military we had yeah i had always pictured him as like a cop or like mm-hmm. a sherlock holmes sort of dude mm-hmm. or even like a, a just a smart civilian yeah mm-hmm. we also watched a clip of the new macgyver oh, right there was a reboot 2018 2016 yeah like super uh recent more yeah. recent than you think yeah <laughs> doesn't look great Mm-mm. it's probably not still on the air no for a reason yes yeah. agreed um yeah yeah um but but grouper is a fun time it's It's a fun time i really like val kilmer's having a lot of fun yes um what's your favorite val kilmer scene uh oh (laughs) (laughs) um you know i feel like legitimately every scene that he's in and i want to say there's like Five plus. I think there's like something really specifically fun he's doing in every single totally scene. And sometimes it's just situationally like he's just painting random nude older lady yeah. at one point. But I also feel like he. I also feel like Val Kilmer did that prop painting. Like you see him painting. Yeah. It looks. It's like super abstract. It looks nothing like her. I feel like he did that. That's fun. Just shit like that. My favorite part is when he. Uh, cuts Will for it's the end he cuts MacGruber's <laughs> mullet off yeah. he's like there's something I want to do for a long time and then he snips his his mullet off and then he holds it <laughs> in the back of his hair and in this movie Val Kilmer is wearing like a regular like a like a villain ponytail totally like he looks like uh, John Travolta in every movie he has a ponytail in yeah or uh, who Travolta <laughs> Travolta Steven Seagal he, he's got a oh, Steven, he Seagal. Like Steven Seagal yeah yes. I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for <laughs> Oh, it's very accurate. I just re- I just um, listened to the uh, Behind the Bastards podcast. Shout oh, out to them on yeah. Steven Seagal. Yeah. That's such a good... Go listen to that after. Yeah. It's two parts. He's a fucking monster. He's a monster. Holy Ooh. shit. I had no idea. Um, but they're... De- yeah, they're going for that look. And then he holds up these clumps of MacGruber's hair to his ponytail, <laughs> which is hilarious because, like, it's just the length of his ponytail. Yeah. He's like, I'm MacGruber. I'm MacGruber. I'm MacGruber. And he kind of dances around for a bit. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Val Kilmer moment? Um, I like the flashback to when they're in college. <gasps> oh, and then uh, like that plus the like subsequent description that Will Forte gives of like, yeah, I don't understand why uh, why he hates me so much. You know, we all went to college together. Uh, him and Maya Rudolph were in love, and they got engaged, and that's about the same time I started banging Maya Rudolph. And, <laughs> convinced her to marry me and abort the baby that uh abort val kilmer's baby it's so good that's so well written it's so well delivered it's It's such a good joke yeah fuck i think it's so good um i i'm uh, just this plus kiss kiss bang bang i Mm -hmm. think val kilmer does a really good job of playing like the understated not so much the straight guy, because mm-hmm. he's definitely not, he's not, like, the straight man in yeah. in this, like, comedy scenario. Mm-hmm. He's definitely, like, making choices, but mm-hmm. he's not, like, it. it it's, um, it's, like, easy to, to fall into, like, 
like going back to Zoolander, uh, like those are those are everyone's crazy characters. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like super crazy characters. Uh, like Will Ferrell as the villain is like just a big crazy character. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very easy to to be in that same world playing this villain mm-hmm. but i don't know he brings like this like groundedness but like but is also like still very funny like yes and i don't quite know how to describe it it's sort of like a commentary on the kind of villain that would very earnestly be in an episode of like a macgyver yeah you know like a what like oh that villain has a four episode arc or whatever kind of yeah. thing and he would play it the way because, like, I don't know, like, it seems, like, layered in the sense that, like, oh, Val Kilmer is a really good actor. We've talked about, like, even when he's in movies that are, like, objectively garbage, he's really great in them. Yeah. A la Hard Cash. More Hard Cash updates oh, coming yeah. soon. Oh, my God. What? what? Um, but he, but he has, I feel like he puts on a gloss of, like, not, oh, I'm acting bad on top of it. But it's sort of, like, it's almost like an homage, to not get too yeah. pretentious, to like 90s serial um you know your xenas your beastmasters your macgyvers like your bay watches like those the villains that show up in those kind of shows like that kind of like episodic villain that's like it's me i'm back and they're like oh ming tian or whoever yeah um (laughs) xena reference um kind of thing that you'd be like oh we saw this person before and it's sort of like it's both over the top but it's not at all, but in a in a yeah. way that that person was really just like going for a pretty pretty like realistic yeah portrayal. I think it's one of those situations. We've said this a couple times in the last few days mm-hmm. of like if I were to make a parody of this, mm-hmm. I would do it exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Just have a wackier background. Yes, and I think that's that's you know those villains. Yeah, but yeah, and um. I mean, this is after, but like what Allie and I are talking about is like uh, whatever beauty YouTube drama that we've gotten sucked into watching. If this is on your radar, then you know exactly what we're talking about. If not, it's just dumb beauty YouTuber drama that's happening yeah. mid 2020. Very toned <sighs> up. Um, but in a sense of like, oh, people's like, here's my 20 minute, like, here's my truth. This is what I think of this scenario I'm in um it seems like we both said like if I was to parody this I would change nothing except for a goofy background yeah people don't like when people don't even know you're like you are your own caricature yes and you have no idea oh um yeah so I feel like Val Kilmer is like doing that on perp like intentionally yeah it makes me it reminds me of his performance in Top Secret Mm-hmm. where it's like he's not he's not a caricature he's no. he's like playing everything very understated mm-hmm. um but it's just the everything around him is is wild and crazy mm-hmm. and i think there's you know there's i think there's a confidence in that performance totally because i don't know we've both done improv it's so easy to like see a bunch of like crazy characters and come in and, and have the uh, like, and try and try and out character other people. Totally. But to, but to like, but to like remain reserved to amplify the characters Mm -hmm. that are around you, I think is really like, there's it's skill. Totally. And it's, um, it's a way in like that. It's a way that like an actor can serve, the production or the movie at large. Yeah. Um, which I would assume in like, I would assume in film is more difficult than say in theater because your, your things are shot separately. So I think it could be easy to feel like, Oh, I have, I work these 11 days. I yeah. do my things and then I don't see what I'm not in because yeah. I'm not there. Yeah. Um, so I think like Bravo Val Kilmer for doing a really great, whatever like nuanced like <laughs> yeah. hilarious performance but in a way that isn't like oh, i'm also gonna do this kooky voice and i'm also yeah. gonna do this thing which you know what if he had done that if he had made those choices it would probably also be really hilarious yeah. but i think this was the best choice totally yeah yeah good work val mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i had a lot of fun in this movie yeah oh camille back yeah. to circling back to hard cash hard cash hard cash it's your hard cash update in case you don't remember 
Hard Cash. Um, Hard Cash was the 2002 movie with Val Kilmer in it. We have a podcast episode about it. That's right. Direct Hard to find. Zero percent on the tomato meter. It is Val Kilmer's worst rated movie. Mm -hmm. Oof. Oof. Yes. Um, Fun fact. It is not only also known as Run for the Money, but we just found out that it was also known as In God We Trust. Mm -hmm. So maybe you've seen this DVD somewhere. Maybe Maybe you've seen it advertised. Maybe that's why it's at 0%. People are like, what movie am I reviewing? I can't Ah! find it. Um, Yes, and we found this because we listened to a blurb on... um, Val Kilmer loving and missing Daryl Hannah. And Daryl Hannah is also in Hard Hard Cash, a.k.a. Run Run for the Money, a.k.a. In God We Trust. Yes! Yes. Yes. (laughs) That was good. Yeah. Yeah, So that was your Hard Cash update? Yeah. (laughs) Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. About MacGruber. About MacGruber. So a fun fact about this. (laughs) MacGruber. Um, a fun fact about this behind the scenes, Will Forte and Val Kilmer briefly lived together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we watched like a interview letter, clip. Yeah. An interview clip of um, Will Forte. He was on James Corden. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I forget James Corden is a is a host. I always think he's a guest when I see clips of his show. Is that weird? No, I don't think so. I don't mean it in a bad I, way. No, I think I just only see clips of his shows. I think he does carpool karaoke mm-hmm. yeah i've never watched an episode yeah me neither great sorry well, james yeah tv's dead sorry yeah um anyway so <laughs> will forte was like on an episode was like and they were like oh you you were briefly roommates with val kilmer and so he describes like oh we were filming mcgruber blah 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 and val it was something like val was between selling his New Mexico place mm-hmm. and moving into a Malibu pa- place. And so yeah. he moved in with Will Forte for like two to three months, two and a half months. <laughs> yeah. And um, one of the things, and then he tells a little anecdote about like, oh, the, oh, there was like, there was something mildew, mildewy left in the laundry or whatever. Yeah. But um, there's a trivia uh, item on IMDb that says that while they were living together, Will Forte got Val really into the amazing race. Yes. So much so that they decided, oh, we should apply as a team for the amazing race. And they were like gearing up to do that. And then one or both of them had like commitments come in that they're like, I have to shoot a thing. I know. Do you think that's where we veered into the darkest timeline? Yeah, I think so. If <laughs> if in one universe there mm-hmm. is a there's a version of Earth where Val Kilmer and Will Forte were on the Amazing Race together, mm-hmm. and, and one, I assume, obviously, yeah, yeah, please, yeah, uh, and you know, it's probably uh, they probably don't have killer virus out there. I would assume that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of. I'm like, you know what? Somehow, somehow, we gotta build a time machine. We got to go to Malibu Mm -hmm. in 2010. Yeah. That's the knot that ties the two parallel universes together. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I would also love if it was a non-celebrity The Amazing Race version. Like if it was like, this is Brian and Ken. And this is (laughs) Will Forte and Val Kilmer. (laughs) Yeah. Brian and Ken from North Dakota. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Allie, what's The Amazing Race? a celebrity couple you would most want to see other than Will Forte and Val Kilmer. You and me. Great. Mm, (laughs) That would be nice. Yeah. Well, that would be fun. (laughs) Because you don't actually have to race. No, it's not about running. Yeah. We could figure out clues and stuff. Yeah, we could get like an Uber and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, I would hope to do it in the season where Will and Val eventually, yeah. and they can be our rivals. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. could be fun. <laughs> and then when they win, we could beat them up and steal their trophy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to see uh, Lucy Lawless and Renee O'Connor. <gasps> oh, my God, absolutely. <laughs> that would be everything. Or Lucy Lawless and Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. They would yeah. always have great quips. Totally. They would have a lot of great chemistry. Yeah. What about you, Camille? Ooh. That's really good. <laughs> um, oh, that's pretty hard to beat, Allie. I don't know. I guess 
Okay, who would I want to see race? You know what? I think it would be like like a classic odd couple that by the end of the season, you're like, you know what? Against all odds, they're best friends now. Like Obama and sure. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And you're like, oh, they're never going to find a work, way to work together. And at the end, you're like, wow. Oh, they're they really best overcame friends it. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. Um, So I wanted to talk for a second about SNL movies. Yeah. So this is an SNL movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And like historically, SNL movies um, mostly don't do well. Like they've got a cloud of people being like thumbs down. Boo. (laughs) Um, So uh, if you're wondering at home, yeah, what are all the SNL movies? Here they are. Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World Um, 2. Night at the Roxbury. Mm -hmm. Um, the Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. Blues Brothers 2000, mm-hmm. um, a movie called It's Pat. Oh, yep. they made an It's Pat movie? Yeah, I guess they did. I don't think that will have aged well. I don't know anything about it. Um, the, the whole joke is that you couldn't tell if Pat was a man or a woman. Oh. Yeah. And so like one of the things was like Pat got married to their partner, Gene. Okay. And they both and they they decided to get married in kimonos, so like you still couldn't oh. tell. So oh. that's probably comedy that hasn't aged well, right? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, oh boy, I didn't realize they made a whole movie about that. No, yeah, I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. Who played Pat? Uh, uh, something Sweeney, Julia Sweeney. Okay, yeah, early early nineties. Um, so there's also Coneheads. Coneheads is a yeah SNL. Yeah, oh, that's whoa. right. Um, super. I have a fact about Coneheads, and it's like mm. superstar. Yep, of course. Yeah. Um, and then a few I hadn't heard of, uh, including Stuart saves his family, the ladies' man. And it says A Mighty Wind, but, like, I know that's a Christopher Guest movie with, um, oh, Fred Willard died. Did you know that? Oh, no. Yeah, very recently. He was very old. Mm. Um, Bob Balaban and others. That sounds Uh, like a made-up name, Camille. It's real. We just watched a (laughs) sketch with featuring Bob Balaban, the name. We did. It was true. Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, it's like a Christopher Guest movie, but maybe it's, it's an SNL movie, but I don't. See how that would be. Uh, well, whatever. That's what the internet says. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So those don't are blame the, us. Yeah. Don't blame us. Don't add us. Um, but let us know if we forgot. That's what. That's all the. That's all the Saturday Night Live movies. It says. Really? Wait. That can't be it. No. There has to be more. Really? I'm gonna look more of this up. Yeah. Those are the ones that popped up. Um, which, hot take. Most of those are kind of good. I like most of them. We, um, Camille and I have recently rewatched Night at the Roxbury and it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not like art. Mm -hmm. It's not like Shakespeare. Yeah. It's way better. Yeah. Um, Okay. So (laughs) I, the soundtrack is bumping. It's true. Um, so IFC.com, who I trust is a reliable resource. Um, they, they have a their definitive ranking of every SNL movie from worst to best, and it only lists mm. 11 movies, so oh. I think that's all of them. Okay. But like you and I were saying, actually, there's a lot of movies that feel I kind like of like they should feel be. like they should be, like you said, The Love Guru. Yeah, that feels, that 100% feels like it should be from SNL. Because mm-hmm. I think a three-minute sketch of that character is probably all we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally, yeah. And uh, I think you also mentioned like Dumb and Dumber and yeah. maybe maybe a lot of like Jim Carrey movies kind of seem like they're born out of sketches, yeah. like The Mask yeah. or whatever kind of thing. I actually really like The Mask. It's Me too. Great. Cameron well. Diaz. Yeah. Do you want to hear the uh, independent film channels, their definitive ranking? Please, yes. Worst. Okay, this is worst to best okay. SNL movies. Wait, 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 let me guess. Okay. okay. Uh, I think best. Mm-hmm. SNL movie. Okay. Wayne's World. Okay. And then I th- and I th- I think Wayne's World is going to beat out Blues Brothers. Okay. And then worst SNL movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping it's Pat. Not that I've seen it, but I can it's only not. imagine that it's tasteless. Yes. Unfortunately, it's not. Okay. The worst Lay it movie on me. in their opinion is Night at the Roxbury. What? IMF. Yes, especially. Um, also, is it IMF? IFM. I, IFC. 
IFC. <laughs> I am the international. Yeah. Impossible mission. Impossible mission fun. fun. <laughs> impossible mission fun. Force. Force. <laughs> I was gonna call it the imp- the international money fund. That's, That's a, a thing, real right? thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say okay. Night at the Roxbury is a still funny. Yeah. Um and B um. If you're a person who's like, yeah, I'm into 90s nostalgia right now, that is the fucking yeah, perfect movie. Totally. It is so intensely like 90s nightclub. Yeah. yeah. That's everything about it. Yeah. That's going to be a fun yeah. time for you. And Greg had talked about it and how he thinks that like the comedy of it has aged well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it's aged pretty well mm-hmm. um, because the main characters make themselves the butt of the joke all the time. Right. So it's not putting other people down. It's like... Yeah, it's like they they are the ones who are the the joke. Right. Um yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um number 10 on this list is Blues Brothers 2000. Oh. So second worst. Really? I don't remember Blues Brothers 2000. I don't either. Um There's a dumb kid in that, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is uh actually quote from this IFC article, wise cracking 10-year-old orphan. <laughs> Dumb kid. Yep. Um, the number nine, it's Pat. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, the most polarizing movie in the SNL canon. Ooh. There you go. That means people love it. That's weird. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, and then eight is The Ladies' Man, mm-hmm. which stars, oh, oh, which stars John Tim Meadows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I do remember the poster for that. Great. Um, great. Uh, okay. And then... Stuart saves his family, which, um, oh, it doesn't even say who, I can't tell who plays him, but uh, Harold Ramis did direct it. Okay. Um, and then Superstar, number six. Okay. Okay. Right in the middle. Yep. Wayne's World 2, number five. Okay. Number four, Coneheads. Okay. Interesting. Um, which, Coneheads was interesting, here's my fact about it, is that um, those were characters in the 70s. Um, like that's when those bits yeah. were doing it and then they didn't make a movie till like 17 years later oh. um, and they made it because Wayne's World was so popular interesting um, number three MacGruber what nice MacGruber uh, number two the Blues Brothers great and then number one Wayne's World hell yeah yeah that makes sense hell yeah um, Wayne's World is great that's a yeah. really fun movie yeah that's very fun I like Tia Carrere yeah, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. She could have had a... Well, I guess her spinoff would be like a cool... I feel like if she, that character had had a spinoff, it would be like a heavy metal style <gasps> music fit, like a rock yeah. opera yeah. epic, which actually sounds great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, Just a live action adaptation of the heavy metal movie. Yeah. Starring Tia Carrere. <gasps> Yeah, except whenever I think of heavy metal, I only think of like the cool lady on the bird dinosaur. 100%. And then I completely forget that it's like a weird story. Cause there's like, there's actually like three sections to it. Right. There's like vignettes. Yeah. And, and, uh, and like the cool lady is only the last like third of the movie. Oh. It's like a framing device. Okay. Um, or, it, yes. The cool lady is not a framing device. There's like this girl who finds this spooky thing. Right. The Loch Nar. Yeah. It's like a glowing <laughs> thing. This is coming back to me. Yes! Um, and then there's like two other, there's two um, other vignettes and then it's right. c- cool heavy metal lady. Mm. Who in my head I just call heavy metal. Totally. Yeah. Heavy metal is the name of the character. Do you want to rewatch heavy metal? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen heavy metal 2000? I was literally just going to ask you. I haven't. I've okay. never seen it. Um, is it from the year 2000? Is that a dumb question? I don't, I think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's from 2000. Okay. I think it's like. Meaning like 2000 as it's the future. Yeah, right. Like 2001. Is yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't remember much about heavy metal 2000, but I do remember that they don't have a weird framing device and it's all just about a cool lady. Oh, great. Yeah. They took, they took your, um, your written feedback. Yeah. 
like, that I wrote when I was like two. Dear heavy metal. Yeah, heavy I metal. like the lady. I like the lady over. with the boobs. I like and the. Bo- I don't like when there's the monsters. No, no boobs. No, and I don't like when they're mean to her pterodactyl. <laughs> her fat pterodactyl. <laughs> Sincerely, Allie. Written in crayon. <laughs> Folded. Sent. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, it would be. We've got to st- we've got to rewrite all this shit. We've got to satisfy this two-year-old girl in Canada. She's the future. She's, She's our future the future artist. If we're not making it for this little girl in Alberta, who are we making heavy metal for? <sighs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, overall, what would you rate 2010's MacGruber? Uh, I would give it like a. Seven uh, ponytails mm. out of ten uh, throat terriers. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a very funny joke. <laughs> yeah, I would similarly, I would also give it like seven, which wire do I cut out of um, ten um Butt celery? Butt celery. Oh, butt celery. I bought <laughs> celery today. Oh, you bought I celery bought today? I bought celery today, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love, okay, also like unsung hero of this movie is Kristen Wiig oh in her first movie role. Yeah. Think. And um, she's like a featured role. It's sort of like one of those things where you're like, give her more, but also yeah. like, oh, that was her first movie. I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. And like, there's She's this part so funny. where she does this, like, there's this running joke that like, they keep putting her in different undercover <laughs> outfits. And the first one is like, they dress her like MacGruber and she's like, why, why can't you, why can't MacGruber just be MacGruber? And he's like, but you're already dressed like me. She's like, <laughs> and he's wearing the same thing. Yeah. They're wearing the exact same thing. And like she, and then another one, she's like the next fucking like minion the that they get rid of. Yeah. And she runs in there. They immediately clock her as like, no, that's some other lady. That's yeah. not our friend. Yeah. And then she runs away and then she comes back and just really quietly, she's like, oh, so money. I peed my jeans. <laughs> really funny and cute oh she's very good yes. she's very good in this what's your favorite joke of the movie Ooh. oh man i ah uh, i do th- okay like re- like w- like writing wise like comedy wise i do think it's really funny that like the reason he's like uh the i don't know why the like i don't know why he's my villain and like here's the reason like i'm a piece of shit i think that's so funny yeah um but there's a lot of like really great visual gags in this mm-hmm. movie like whatever at the end when he's like ripping through the main compound he's killing guys and there's that guy that they've strung up to like give a double <laughs> middle finger <laughs> And it said there's a sign. Yeah, what does the sign say? Uh, she's like, oh, it says you're, you're wet. all wet, <laughs> and he's rigged MacGyver style. It's just a little styrofoam cup of water that just like gently spills like half a cup of water onto these four guys who burst in already fighting. And it's like splash, you're all wet. <laughs> that's probably my that's my favorite. Oh, uh, that's very good. Yeah. What about you? Um. I think the car has a good payoff. Like the guy who cuts. I just, I just like the length, like the amount of time that that joke takes to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they're driving early in the movie and someone cuts, cuts MacGruber <laughs> off and he like memorizes the license plate. And, and it's like, KF. <laughs> and then uh, they go do the thing. And then he comes out and he's like, and he's just like repeating this thing and then later on ryan Philippi finds this book and it's just filled with this guy's license plate number over and over and like a picture of him like shitting into this guy's mouth yeah <laughs> um and then uh he goes to the to the um to the graveyard and he finds the car and he's like having this conversation while casually like just destroying the fuck out of this guy's car. Yes. I think it's very, f- I just like how long that took to pay off. Yes. Yes. Um, so a couple last things about this movie. Mm-hmm. It did very badly at the box office, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. 
Like all great classics. Um, <laughs> the so the um, it was the second it was the second biggest box office flop of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it the the budget was ten. So it was like not a very comparatively. It wasn't a very expensive movie. It okay. cost ten million dollars. Yeah. Um, and they made nine point three million back. Which okay, so isn't like, good, but also. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. The number one box office flop. Do you have a guess, Alan? Oh, God. From 2010, which is really specific. I, uh. It has Nick Cage in it. <gasps> oh, um, okay. Nick Cage movies that came out in 2010. Uh,. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. You're right. <gasps> really? Yeah. <gasps> Holy fuck. Yeah. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. How much did it cost? Uh, it cost like $300 million. Holy or something shit. like that. How much did and, it make? Uh, n- n- not very much. A <laughs> uh, very small fraction of that. <laughs> cool, on cool, the thing. cool, cool, cool. And so it had, a, so it's like 2010's number one box office, a failure. Whoa. Yeah. Right. But I remember seeing that in theaters, so. Yeah. I saw that yeah. with Robin. Great. Yeah. Ah, yeah. friend of the pod. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there is they they do the scene where the mop, where the brooms are mops are trying to the do, buckets and yeah, the, the buckets and the mops and the yeah. My it's not great. Where did they get the water from? Like in the original? Yeah, it came from a well, right? Yeah, it sounds right. How would you be able to flood a room if water is coming from a well? Because once it gets to the level of the well, mm-hmm. the water would just spill over the top and go back into the well, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's enchanted water, though. Yeah. I guess oh. that makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> we'll have to explore that on our Fantasia cast. Yeah. <laughs> just us <laughs> analyzing every uh, every of... Every vignette of Fantasia. Of that Fantasia. sounds fun. It actually does sound pretty fun. <laughs> we recently watched Fantasia 2000. Yeah. What's the difference between Fantasia and Fantasia Tushershin? I think Fantasia Tushershin Fantasia Tushershin has like like heavy metal and heavy metal That's right. Yeah. Uh, Well, they had had notes from this three-year-old girl and so they're like, oh, we're going to fucking incorporate this. I'm firing all of you. I'm uh, Ike Turner. No, no. Eisenhower. Who is the the guy who Eisenhower. (laughs) Ike Turner was the head of the scene. Oh, no. Oh, no. What a terrible boss. Oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway. Anyway. So what's the difference between Fantasia and Fantasia 2000? Uh, Fantasia 2000 has uh, computer animated segments. Okay. Like but the, is it the waves st- at the be- or the whales okay. at the beginning are all CGI. Okay. I think most of it is new, actually. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Great. Yeah. But it's all instrumental and set to orchestral uh, soundscapes. That sounds fun. Yeah. Great movies. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, Ellie, do you have any last thoughts? I no. guess we should oh, unveil yeah. our new ranking. It is number 13. Mm-hmm. So it's coming in right in between Tombstone and the Salton Sea. Mm-hmm. Camille and I were also talking about how the Salton Sea has not aged well for us. No, especially if we're going by terms of would I watch, like which would I watch yeah. again? And right, yeah, and like right now it's like, I don't know. I'm good. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see. We uh once we've completed our way through all of the Val Kilmer movies that we mm-hmm. feel like watching. <laughs> we'll Looking do... at you, Delgo. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, we will we will reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it stands now, it's Spartan, Heat, Top Secret, Batman Forever, Alexander, Mindhunters, Bad Lieutenant, Deja Vu, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, At First Sight, Pollock. Tombstone, MacGruber, The Sultan Sea, Real Genius, Willow, and then all of the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest. <laughs> yes. Um, and then a, one of the other things I wanted to say is like we were looking at the big compen- his IMDb listing of his yeah. hundred odd acting credits. Yes. Um, obviously, we're taking out like TV appearances yeah. and things like that. Um, but we were looking at them. We're like, oh, we better, um, you know, in terms of like the the big box office ones that people have seen and heard of versus mm-hmm. all of the other ones. Yeah. And actually, even in some of the, all of the other ones, mm-hmm. there's like some fun stories that are servicing for mm-hmm. all stumps. Um, oh. There are, he is in two movies with 50 cent. Yeah. And they're not 
like that one isn't a sequel. They both have blood in the title. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. There's also, he's also in a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Weird art film. Yeah. Which Greg said was shot on his vineyard. vineyard? Hilarious. Great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the kind of, um, would you say the last third up and uh, asterisk uh, to present? Um, yeah. The latter third of his career, because we've just, so we talked about it and we kind of agreed that MacGruber is sort of the end of the Valisance. Yeah. It's 2010. He's, um, he's, he's sort of transitioned into a different sort of star. Um, and, and yeah, it's like, and after that, it's like a lot of, less exciting things. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we might yeah. find some gems. The only movies we've seen from the post Valisance so yes. far are the snowman yes. and the super. Yeah. So yeah. Lots and, of potential. and according to our list, there's still like a handful of movies that are like pr- fairly well rated. So we'll look into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, Great. Yeah, and then I think there's some we've been saving a couple uh, of her of his older stuff to um, just to spice things up. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah.